Well, good morning, church family. It is great to have you here on this Sunday. Thanks for being a part of us. And uh, my name is Sean. I'm one of the pastors on the team, and uh, it's great that you have taken some time to be with us today. And you're in for a great uh, rest of the morning as well. It has been good so far, especially in worship and, and worshiping our Savior. We're about to jump in. Now, I got a couple things that I want to talk to us about before we jump into the rest of the morning. First of all, next Sunday, we're starting a brand new series called Let's Talk About It. I had an idea a couple of months ago that uh, what we're going to do in the month of June is we're going to put onto our stage one of our pastors and their spouse. And so for the course of June, we're going to get to know our pastors a little bit more intimately, a little bit more closely. And you have a great opportunity to get interactive in this series. We've titled it Let's Talk About It. And so this is what we need from you. All you, can, all you need to do is you could text the word TALK to 250-478-7113, and you could ask whatever question you want to ask. Now, I hope that it'll be a little bit fun. There'll be some depth there. There'll probably be some fun as we know our church and we like our banter as we go back and forth. But today, you could text the word TALK right now, and you could actually start getting your questions ready for the pastors who will be on stage next week. Now, because we've been in COVID, and we wanted to start off this way, we're going to put Pastor Josh and Caitlin on stage next Sunday. They're going to be interviewed by another one of our pastors. We're going to take your questions, and we're going to have a conversation with them. And so please take advantage of that. You can start asking your questions right now, but we're going to have Pastor Josh and Caitlin uh, with us next week. The second thing that I want to talk to us about is perhaps this week you heard some pretty incredible news that came from our BC Health Order in that we are welcome to come back and have in-person gatherings. Come on, somebody. Say amen to that. We're excited for this. Now, so with that in mind, next Sunday, we are inviting you to come back in person with us. Of course, we have uh, certain protocols still around that, but it, it doesn't matter. We are excited to have people in the room with us next Sunday. So you can, on Tuesday of this week, begin to register. We're going to have a 9 a.m. We're going to have 11 a.m. live and in person here, as well as we are going to have that online for those of you who are not able to make it. So don't worry if you can't be here in person. Church will still be here for you. And so we are excited to do that and watch for a little bit more of the details this week. But I got to tell you, we're excited to have you back in the building for those that are wanting to do that with us. It's going to be great. Now, the thing that I want to share with us today is over the last month, we have been placing a large emphasis on India. And I, again, as Pastor Tyson did just moments ago, I want to commend our church family for your generosity. Amazing. There was a need that was given out of Chennai, India, in the disaster that they are in, and you stepped into it. But today, we are also going to take another look at a different part of our world, and so we're going to turn our attention to South America. And today, actually, in the room with us right now, we have some pretty fantastic people. They are friends of ours. I have enjoyed getting to know these people as they serve as our global partners to the, to the nation of Brazil. Today, we have Nelson and Lisa Montero here in the room with us, and they're going to come and share and communicate everything that has been happening in this crazy COVID season. But we're excited to have them here today. So call with church, wherever you may be, if you're in the room, a couple of us here, or if you're online with us watching, will you just welcome Nelson and Lisa Montero to the stage as they come and serve us and talk to us today. Hi, guys. It is good. I'll give you a hug. I don't care anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Um, 
I'll get you to pick up your microphones and we'll get them turned on and we're going to have a conversation today. So it's good to have you here with us today. How are you guys doing? Well, it's good to be here, Sean. Very uh, good to really be here. Enjoy being here and, and to be able to interact with our, it was more than a half, a year and a half that they have been here actually, and I'm with everybody in the pews, but good to be here. Yeah. R rather emotional to be here. Uh, so church, come next Sunday because uh, there is that longing in our spirit to be in community, and I, I was felt very emotional to be here this morning. You guys were saying that this is kind of like the first church service yes. that you've been a part of since this COVID pandemic has come. So, but it's great to have you here. I mean, I think we have to uh, right away uh, give you the stage in that maybe you want to say some opening remarks to the church family. Um, hmm. And so I'll give you a couple seconds there and then I'll keep asking some questions. So, yeah, I guess I just want to encourage us and then people who are with us. I remember in the beginning of, of this COVID season, uh, almost a year and a half ago, I was reading the book of Daniel, and there's a passage in Daniel actually that jumped, and it became this theme for me, uh, when, when King Nebuchadnezzar has that dream of this magnificent, magnificent tree, yeah. and then the tree is cut, and there's this stump left, and then the interpretation that Daniel gives is that tree is the king, and God's going to do that, but then in verse 26, um, of Daniel, he says, the command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. The message says that it, it is heaven that runs things. Mm. So that message for me, I mean, we are so used to living this material, natural, the establishment is secular, promotes uh, a certain narrative as truth, but it's still heaven's. The heaven that rules, it's still the heaven that runs things. So, so that has been the theme from the beginning of with this COVID. It's not a virus, really. It's heaven that runs things. So. I like that. That's a great perspective to, to even carry. Now, okay, we have to ask because as we have been walking through the COVID pandemic ourselves, we haven't been able to, to meet. We haven't been able to have our church present. Now, as global partners, mm -hmm. you've spent a lot of your time in Brazil. And uh, we understand that there were certain uh, travel restrictions probably placed on you as well. So what has COVID looked like for you when it comes to the ministry? Um, give us some, some real-time stuff today. Uh, how's it been for you? How's life been through COVID? Um, Lisa, why don't we start with you on that? <laughs> well, maybe I can start with family. It's a common topic to all of us, right? Yeah. Uh, COVID has been um, a unique time for every family, but in common, I think it's brought family closer and, uh, and brought us home uh, to our homes, our houses, but really uh, allowed us to focus a little bit more there. So that has been a, a blessing, I think, of mm -hmm. COVID. Um, we are less distracted, less busy running around. Uh, so that, that has been a positive thing. We have one daughter who's in Europe. She's finishing her studies in Budapest, and she's going to be married in August. And that uh, has presented challenges, and I'm sure some of you have dealt with that. How do you celebrate when during, uh, during COVID time? Yeah. I, my 
thought on that is that God provides in all times and has his ways and heaven rules. Um, we trust that uh, you've seen God's provision during this time for your families. We are trusting for God's provision for us to be at our daughter's wedding yes. in the Netherlands in late August. Yep. Um, so I, I think that's the family uh, side of it. Uh, ministry, as Nelson would say, uh, our ministry has been with young people for the last few years. And young people are so heavily online that for us that wasn't much of a transition. Yep. Uh, the travel was problematic, and it, uh, there was a lot of waiting to know what would happen. Nelson was booked to go to Brazil twice, three times, and none of that has rolled out yet. So that's been challenging for everyone. But the online community has strengthened. We had been desiring for years to be part of uh, the global community that ministers to young adults and disciples young adults, and that has uh, been a privilege during COVID that we are now well connected with the global community. Wow. And they're in our living room, and we're in their living room forming relationships, talking about ministry. So that's been exciting. That's one of the, the neatest things I actually have enjoyed about your ministry is your reach into the next generation. I think it's fascinating that you're calling to them and that they're responding to you both in, in these moments. And so I just want to commend you and say thank you for, um, you know, fighting for the next generation. That means a world to me personally. And so thank you for what you're doing. How's COVID been for you, Nelson? Well, um, one of the things that have been another theme for us actually is that uh, from creation, we, we, I mean, that's one thing we have to do with young adults, right? We believe that truth transforms. God's truth yeah. generates transformation. So, so a lot of teaching and exposing truth, them to truth. And from creation, God created his, us in his image to be not objects, not subjects, but right. agents. Uh, and this generation is looking for a cause. They're mm -hmm. looking for something to do with the truth, right? They don't want yeah. just to hear the truth and know the truth. The, uh, kind of the idea, knowing what you know, what you're going to do about it. Yeah. So, so that's the, we, we all have, and this is the thing, we all have agency. We are agents, right? Um, even though we live under um, regulations and, and the times that we live, but that doesn't remove from us the mm. agency that we have. Yeah. And it starts with small, like that's another thing that we, we talk about, seeds, right? Seeds, yeah. God use seeds. You're not going to do everything. But you're going to do something. Yep. And the something that you do, God uses, right? So this generation is, is very keen on being involved. So that has been our, our experience, that they're, we, they're agents, right? Even the kids in the communities, the poor communities that we work with, yeah. we say the same thing. You're not objects, objects of manipulation, of abuse. You're not subjects of, of, uh, of statistics from the government for a certain program of aid. Right. Um, it's part of that, uh, but that's not if all. Uh, you are agents, right? Um, so, so, so that we have seen the agents, we have seen God uh, really, like you, you talk about young adults, we had been doing Zoom way before COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> so they, were, they were just jumping in another, another step. So it has really, for us, has been, and, and we have experienced all the difficulties that everybody's experienced, no doubt about that. Uh, from birth to wedding to funeral, yeah. uh, we have been all part of that. Um, and, but but the, thing, the thing that really has caught our, our attention is how God, 
And I have said to some friends, actually, Sean, we haven't met for coffee for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but I have said to some friends, the, the institution, the form that we are used to, yeah. to worship, the institution, the forms, you know, not only the church, is a little bit disoriented. When COVID came, there was a disorientation right. for reorientation, the intention, right, from God, heaven mm -hmm. rules, right? But the movement is advancing. The movement is advancing. God's movement is advancing. And that's yeah. what we have seen in, in, the, in the year of pandemic with, with ministry, really. It's advancing. And some of the piece of news that we put in our last newsletter tells us that, like, even our online course, the Coronel Basics online course, in the year of pandemic, we went from 500 to 1,000 plus students online. It's an online course that we have. You have 1,000 students online taking yeah, this course. Yeah, and not only in Brazil, and beyond <laughs> the borders, like to Angola, students in Angola, Mozambique, Portugal, wow. Cape Verde, Guinea-Bissau, all these speaking, Portuguese-speaking countries, right? Of course. Uh, so, the, so The language of heaven, right? <laughs> well, I... Uh, <laughs> You're the best, right? I agree with you there. So, <laughs> um, so in this in this uh, course that a thousand plus students are registered in, what are you teaching? What are you training them in? What does that look like? Yeah, the basics. The, this whole idea of a worldview that we all have a map, we all have a mental map. We, we all believe in a, in a story. The, the Bible is a story, God's story. Yeah. Right. From creation, going through the fall and redemption and consummation at the end, which is not just one day, but it's the, that God has been working and he'll finalize things in, at the end, right? Um, so so the, the, the whole Christian worldview that we come from, that these days gets very mixed with a Our minds get so divided, like this secular, sacred divided mm -hmm. division, uh, which for the Hebrew mind was not true, right? The Hebrew mind... God was the center of everything, yep. right? So there was no Sunday and, and Monday to Friday, right? right. So, so basically that truth that we, we live a reality that God established from creation, that our, our Christianity is not only a religion that puts us back in relationship with God, but it is also a, a kind of 360-degree Christianity. It, it, it tells us... Uh, and give us lens to see the whole of reality in light of God's truth. So yeah. that basically is the truth that we start with, God's truth, which is powerful to transform. So this, if you never read your Bible, thinking about that line, creation for redemption, consummation, we start right there. And then we look at the other worldviews, right, the secular worldview, how, how it, it reduces, it's a reduced view of life, how it reduces everything to the natural, to the material, we look to the animistic worldview, which reduces everything to the spiritual. Our Christian view is, yeah. accounts for everything, right? Spiritual material and gives us a reality to operate for. Absolutely. Now, I think that um, we've got a picture of the Corum Deo uh, Basics online course as well. Now, Kyle, I don't know if uh, we do have yeah, that. Yeah, that's, or that's could... a picture that we put of the students in, um, in um, Angola, actually, uh, that uh, got a... The, the, try to say that uh, it's reaching to that, uh, yep. beyond the borders, right? So there's a group in Angola starting a first class with that course. And you know, like we're, we're online and live here. Okay, I was just going to say, could I see this in-house too? Uh, but here, here it is, like it's neat to see the students. And, and funny thing that you had mentioned, like you're, you've been doing this on Zoom even before a pandemic strikes because, I mean, many of us who are probably watching today have, will probably declare to you, like we have Zoom fatigue, like we're done with that. We want to be back in person. And yet there has been not just sustainability, there's been growth 
in this pandemic season, which leads me to a question. And it is this because a lot of people have thought that since the pandemic has struck us, it locked us down in certain things. We couldn't do church. And so obviously Jesus was suddenly losing. And it's not that we're like, we're not thriving. We're just trying to survive. But here's the question. Are you in your ministry right now seeing survival mode or are you seeing a thriving when it comes to the things of what God is doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And especially you talk about this new generation, right? I mean, for us, for me, a little bit beyond in age, right? Uh, then when we talk about young generation, <laughs> um, we, uh, as I said before, we so many times, Sean, we get so used to the forms uh-huh. that we actually, especially as time goes and age goes and you grow up in the church and it, you spend so much time in the church, Sometimes you're doing the forms, you don't, you don't even remember anymore the meaning underneath uh, the forms. That's a good word. So, so this kind of, I, I see uh, as a kind of some disorientation for reorientation. Right. It's intentional. Having rules, right? God knows what he's doing. And even, even with things in the church, we talk with a lot of people saying, yeah, how we do church, some things need to be revealed and thought about, reflected. And some changes that to years pastors would take years to cause in our congregations. God fast forward, he pressed the fast forward button, and he may be right now actually, yeah. a lot of people are asking, when we go back, are things go back to normal? I think that's a good question, and I don't know if we want to go back to normal. I know. <laughs> actually, someone who is live with us in the chat room right now, put that into it, because I want to look at it later. Disorientation for reorientation. <laughs> that's a good word actually, from heaven for us. From heaven, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the, I like that. God rules, right? It's, it's God. God is working. That's another thing that we always teach about. We work because God works. God, we join Him in His work, right? Yep. So, so a virus is, is part of history, and it's not the first sure. time that happens, but there is those moments in history that God intervenes, a very Kairos moment, right? Yes. It's not chronological time, but it's a strategic time that God intervenes in history. So I see this as a Kairos time. And for us, as we have this view and as God continues to review these things, it really makes you flourish. And, and we talk about the young gen, younger generation who are uh, asking questions more than I am in my generation. Right. That's, that's fertile soil to bring truth and say, God is cooking something here. What is it, Lord? It. Give us clarity. We want to move and to move, right? Yep. To do something about. It. I love that. I don't know if you'd add anything else to that, Lisa. Well, mine's a, a, a more of a personal story, and maybe uh, individuals can relate to this. It's not necessarily this uh, a ministry strategy story, and that is that before we left Brazil, we came back to Canada to be working part-time Canada, part-time Brazil in 2017. God spoke to me about homeschooling our youngest son, who's 15, who's 11, 12 at the time. And one of the reasons God uh, uh, said, one of the reasons to do that, God said to me, was because education is going to change. Mm. And I didn't have a sense of how that would change, but he spoke that to me. And so this personal example of COVID is that, okay, we embarked on homeschooling, which was not an easy journey. <laughs> for me, coming back and transition, a 12-year-old, only uh, one 
one-on-one. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, just fast-forwarding to uh, yesterday, um, I had a chance to reflect on what God did and has done. Not only did education change, no kidding, <laughs> did yeah. education change in the last year, yeah. uh, unbeknownst to, to us in the beginning, what was going to happen. But through the homeschool community that he um, put us with here in Victoria, um, yesterday we had a homeschool uh, conference, and I was able to share what God did. So I, God spoke to me, homeschool, one of the reasons being education is going to change. I, I did that. It was not easy. Uh, God put us in community because the church is community. We are community. We are relational. That was really strong. Um, we met this community. Uh, they knew that I was mentoring uh, young adults in Brazil, and one of the areas was uh, education and home and family yeah. and as a vocation. So they kind of saw that vision. And long story short, uh, yesterday I had a chance to present what God has done in Brazil through the homeschool movement, mm. uh, I said it's, no, it's, not, it's, it's not short of a reform in the education system in Brazil. There is a, in the last couple of years, there has been birthed a homeschool community mm. of young adults that, that are committed to following Christ and reclaiming the education of their children wow. uh, in a country where education is very dominated by the government, where it's very expensive to educate your children. So just reflecting on that yesterday, COVID has um, allowed us to see yeah. The changes that may be coming in education and have come, and to see faith in action, the unseen, this community in Brazil, they can't quite see what's happening, but by faith they go forward, and God is moving and working. And none of this is in an institution or a right. form that we know. It's all been dynamic and happening. Hmm. So that's a, a personal example that's been very powerful. I like that. And just to compliment Sean, what Lisa just said, um, the, the, one of the photos that I sent to you um, shows a Zoom meeting with, um, it's our kingdomizers in Brazil, right? Kingdomizers, yeah. they call themselves. Okay. And this whole idea of, okay, in your sphere, uh, vocation, where do we have agency? How can you promote God's truth in the roots of society, right? Not only dealing with the fruits, but the roots also. Right. So some of, so you work in different spheres, arts, edu uh, education, government, and law. So one of them works in the area of government and law. And, and they are working with the Ministry of Human Rights and, and um, Children in Brazil. So, so they decide to, to start to equip the, these government workers, hmm. people, officials working in high positions, to promote public policies that review, reflect God's truth, yeah. right? A biblical worldview in the nation. Not taking control. It's not the church taking control of government. Yeah. But it is the church influencing public policy with truth. And in the area of home, home school, uh, it was illegal in Brazil, has been historically illegal in Brazil, homeschooling. These families start to see agency in doing with their kids at home, even though it was against the government. And so one of the families but was... But with their young kids, right. so it wasn't illegal. Yes, yeah, thanks, yeah, for young kids. Yeah, no, okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good... 
<laughs> a good point. Um, but they started, and one of the families was taken to, to the court, actually, for doing that, because they call it abandoning the, abandoning the children in Brazil. The Supreme Court decided that they would not take the court the case ahead, mm -hmm. but that it was illegal. They need to do something. Unless Congress would pass law that would allow, now allow for homeschooling to be uh, a uh, possibility, right? Wow. So with that, anyway, long story short, one of the Congress people submitted a bill for homeschooling to become legal. The, the committee was formed, discussions made in July, Congress is going to vote, and all the odds are that it's going to pass. Wow. So, so we see that uh, you do something, and God does everything, right? Hmm. So it's a movement of God that as you, as you make yourself available to God in your sphere, in your vocation, not only inside the church, inside the church is, yeah. uh, is I mean, it's a must. That's our, that's our body, right? That's, yeah. that, that's the church is the body of Christ. There's no negotiation about that. But then you go outside the church, the church is there for community, yeah. for society, right? To be alive. Interesting. Right? Um, I'm finding you uh, very quotable as I'm talking to you both today. Not just fruit, but roots. Uh, like, this, is, this is good stuff here. Um, one question that I, um, I, I didn't ask of you earlier, but it's just come to my... Up here, we're watching the news of how COVID has spread and how it has impacted, especially certain communities. We've watched the story out of India more closely recently because of our other global partners, Christo and Sarah Emanuel. Um, what has it been looking like when it comes to Brazil. Um, we don't really get a lot of news, actually, in our Canadian news feeds. Um, but how has this hit down there, and how is the church holding in Brazil for us today? Yeah, like in every country like Brazil, from the beginning, the situation was very, um, hit very hard mm -hmm. right in Brazil. And I think, uh, look at India these days, too. Um, we, uh, it's such a privilege to be in Canada. Right? Because you have a government that regulates, you follow, you politely say yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, different countries, uh, different things, right? Context. In the context of Brazil, when you talk about isolation, for example, and if you visit a poor community in Brazil and you try to put isolation and that poor <laughs> community together, it's, it's very difficult. Not good, yeah. So countries like India uh, and what India is going on right now, and we actually, I want to say a word of thank you in the name of the, our global workers in India for what this church has just done mm. for that country. Mm. And how this church understands that even in, in the time of COVID and pandemic, you are still reaching globally. Mm. You, that's not stopping you yeah. from reaching locally and globally, mm. and you have created a space for God through your finances, through your whatever you do, you have created space for God to bless people. Be with your $10,000, which is a in pandemic. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. Thank you, Kowood. In pandemic times, there was not $1 of our support. It was uh, missionaries were talking about what's going to happen to churches, right? Right. What's going to happen with support of missionaries? We, we have been blessed by God, and mm. COVID has been a blessing. And so thank you for what you just did for, um, for India. And Brazil, I mean, there was a first wave. There's a third wave now in a country that, I mean, there's the vision, okay, let's isolate people. But then what you do with the social indicators because people are going to go hungry yes. uh, because they can, there will be no jobs. So very difficult to make decisions, right? And every government is, is making decisions as, as it fits, right? 
in Brazil, I mean, it hit really hard. I mean, I lost my dad a year ago to COVID, right? Um, so, so it has hit really hard. It's still hitting really hard. And right now, actually, it has improved in the situation in Brazil. But like our work with uh, poor communities in Brazil, we, we felt for them. I mean, we, we always talk about how we work to develop these kids. But quickly, our work turned into relief. Yeah. The basics. And another word of thank you, Sean, to code. I put a couple pictures in our last, last new letter of both Villa Felice, where the Christian, the, the, the code Christmas catalog has been a blessing hmm. to the kids and the families in the community. That's a picture of Villa Felice, and that's the gym actually that was built in the Villa Felice. Oh, wow. Uh, and finished recently, uh, before pandemic. Um, and, and CAGI is the Center for Assistant and Holistic Development, work in poor communities. We, I'm part of the board of CAGI, that's our national work. The Villa Feliz are local. Uh, and CAGI, actually, I put a picture and, and I translated the picture of that boy. It says, uh, what the translation is, what did you thank for? What, what have you given thanks for today? We are giving thanks for you. It's so CAGI said thanks to all the donors and code is one of them. Right, how that help has, has gone to bless and bring relief to families who have lost jobs in poor communities and really need this. I mean, they have no way to go, nowhere to go. And that, there you are. So this, Kadi, uh, is the Center for Assistance and Holistic Development that um, I guess our church has been able to give some financial assistance to. Yes. So I, I, I thank you actually for making that connection and that parallel because a lot of good people give to our Christmas catalog and mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know and see, but ah, amazing to yes. see what it goes towards. Uh, Lisa, I don't know if you're going to... Well, uh, many good things have been happening in those poor communities. Uh, the church has continued and the church has been active in those communities. And we were able to, in, in the example of Kaji, the, the one community that's a new community that we're supporting, we were actually able to uh, redirect some Christmas funds that came right at the time of COVID wow. and allow for immediate relief and assistance, which had got them over the hump. And now they're working on more long-term uh, projects again. Wow. So it was a mix of the two coming together. Uh, Villa Feliz has been very active during COVID and ministering in the community constantly. So some of the resources um, from the catalog, again, have gone to f literally feed families yeah, in Yeah, for this that one pandemic. project that was starting where they wow. couldn't start anything. It was just redirected for this time, some of it, and it was a blessing, a perfect timing. You know so. what I really enjoy about listening to stories, especially around food? We all like food. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when we look at the lens of Scripture where it says, and when you fed them, yeah. you fed me. Yeah. Jesus' words. And I love how we are separated by a lot of miles, mm. and yet with our resource and through your leadership, we're able to um, see Jesus impacting these communities in Brazil yeah. at a distance. It's beautiful, that picture, yeah. actually. Yeah, and one, another thing about the community, actually, uh, the community of Villa Feliz, um, and one of the communities that the Christian, the, the, the called Christmas Catalog has been able to help, they even start projects in the community. Mm. Like, they, they start to, the last one was spreading this, they, they manufactured 
garbage cans out of tin, <laughs> and they spread in the community. And I put in my, in my Christmas, uh, my last newsletter, they believe that as King Jesus comes to Villa Feliz, one of the signs of his kingdom coming through the church is more order, beauty, and health. Mm. So, so not only they have been helped, and, and the Christmas catalog is, uh, has been a great way to bless them, but they are agents. They can do something. I mean, yeah. Because in, in health and beauty and order in a community helps in times of pandemic. So they are there. They are thankful for what they receive. Mm. They, 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 they feel supported. They feel affirmed. They feel released. <laughs> They become agents to their own community. Right? Yeah, I love it. We have um, just a couple of moments left uh, in our time this morning. And I, I do want to acknowledge something that was communicated. And Nelson, I want to say thank you for sharing the news about your father. Um, I'm sorry and our condolences. I know I spoke with you as it was happening. And I do want you to know that our church has lifted your family up through this time. You definitely, um, you see the, the toll of COVID in a personal light, not just a ministry light. And as much as you're doing all this phenomenal ministry work, there's the familial side of it too that has been impacted. And uh, I want you to hear that we love you and we are with you and we have been trying to uphold you as best as possible in this season. And just thank you for sharing that. Our deepest condolences with that for sure. And I appreciate, and I appreciate that uh, right there in May last year when it happened, you, you contacted me, Sean, and I appreciate you and Lisa and, and, and speaking for COVID too. We appreciate that. And um, yeah, so it has been a time for all of us, right, to face the, yeah. the good and the difficult. Yeah. Um, but do you know what, one thing, when you know that someone is, I always say, I believe this, we cannot go, any global work, any pastors, we cannot go beyond where the prayers of the saints take us. Yeah. And I really believe that there is a church, when I know there is a church that's praying for us, and there's someone praying for us, that gives us that push yeah. to keep going, right? That God is working and is putting us in people's hearts to pray for us. And that is the, that is the fuel that moves things Good. And I'll just add that we've had a chance during COVID to pray specifically for this church mm. and other churches that we have partnered with over time, praying for the pastors regularly, and that's been a privilege. We know it's been a difficult time for pastors especially and mm. for each family in the congregation. So Yeah. Well, I want to say that... Uh, we love linking arms with the two of you and what you're doing. The reports with the pictures that we're able to see um, encourage me, and I hope it encourages our church family, that um, with your resources, whether it would be financial or prayer, we are investing into the nation of Brazil, and by the sounds of it through COVID, has gone a little bit further than that. But your pursuit and impact in a next generation is brilliant and we want to pray with you today while we've got you here today and so i'm gonna actually close us off by just praying blessing over you over your families and the ministry um, i know that this is frustrating i know you want to be boots on the ground in brazil and that time is coming soon we hope um, but church will you will you pray with uh 
me as we pray for both Nelson and Lisa in the ministry in Brazil today. Father, it's a privilege and a joy to be able to sit here today with our guests and to just to talk and to hear. And you have heard the communication that has happened. There have been good moments. There have been very hard, uh, painful moments in this too. But today, I pray that you, Holy Spirit of God, would just breathe new fire and wind into Nelson and Lisa and the ministry. I pray that you would go before them. And I love that disorientation is going to bring a reorientation. And the picture that you paint there for both Nelson and Lisa, let it be strong. Let it be clear. Jesus, I give you thanks for the things that you are doing in the nation of Brazil. As hard as they have been rocked this year as well, you are beginning to, to pour out your spirit in such a beautiful way, and you are impacting communities. And I even thank you for the partnership that we here at Colwood Church get to have within that. And I pray blessing upon us as well, that because of the generosity that has flown from this church, that you would just bring a, a, a huge reaping of the things that have been sowed. And so today, we pray blessing and covering over Nelson and Lisa. I pray that you would encourage them today in spirit and in heart. And Lord, we love them. And so we pray that you would begin to just expand even further the things and the realities that you have for the nation of Brazil. We love you, Jesus, and we give you thanks for them. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Thank you, Nelson and Lisa, for being here. Uh, it has been a joy. To, you, you guys are kind of kick-starting our re-entry process yeah. today, so it is good to have. I'll let you say your goodbyes, too, and then we'll close it off. I was going to ask for a rain check for next Sunday, but uh, it's going to be... <laughs> it was good to be here. Uh, we feel so good to be here, Sean. Thank you for this invitation to be able to know, even though we don't see people, we know that people are watching, and, and there's faces there. We, 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 we miss the hugs. We miss yeah. meeting people. Yeah. We do too, and it's coming. So church family, uh, we encourage you tonight to join us at 7 p.m. online. No Zoom fatigue, as Nelson has said to us, but tonight we're going to pray together, so we're inviting you back to that. Next week, let's talk about it. You could begin to put the, the questions together right now by texting the word TALK to 250 478-7113, and we are back and in person. I am so looking forward to next week looking you in the eyes instead of you always looking at us. And so church, we love you. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you tonight.